Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 2, Episode 9, The Badger. And what a badger it is. I don't know what that means, but I do know that I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher who loves Ozark and is watching it through for the second time. And I'm here with one of my former students, Kurt, who also loves Ozark and is watching it through for the second time. Hey, Kurt, how's it going? I do love me watching some Ozark for the second time. Mm-hmm. Of course, when we say we're watching it through for the second time, we mean we're watching the first three seasons for the second time as we anxiously await the drop of season four. So, Kurt, the Badger, let's talk about the ratings. Well, I think this week I am going to give you my rating before I guess yours. Okay. Bold How do you feel flavor. about that? How do you feel about that? Intrigued. Oh. No words. Okay. So I, the reason I'm doing this is because I don't think I can talk about your rating without giving away mine. So uh, I gave this a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 10. Okay, now, I did that almost exclusively for the sake of the Snell story because I absolutely am head over heels in love with this everything that happens with the Snells in this episode, okay? I, I can acknowledge and recognize that some of the other stuff in this episode is a bit lackluster. So I think that you were probably not quite as focused on the Snell stuff as I was uh, and a little more focused on some of the other stuff that was a little more lackluster. Not the Ruth and Kate stuff. I think the Ruth, Ruth and Kate stuff is great. I think the Charlotte Emancipation stuff is not the best storyline they've had and Ozark and I think for that reason you probably didn't give it a 10 but the Jacob and Darlene stuff is so damn good I don't think you could give it lower than a 9 so I think you gave it a 9 I think you were pretty um, pretty spot on except mm-hmm. I gave it a 10 alright <laughs> although let's go <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might down rank one of my other 10s to some, I, might, I might have to rework some of my rankings but yeah this is this, this a lot of 10s it's, too it's many a lot tens, of tens. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's too many tens. This, the, I, let me tell you, this, this story of the Snells here is pitch perfect from beginning to end of the episode. It's so good. It is very good. It is very good. Yeah. I, and like this, this is an iconic Ozark episode to me because of everything that happens with the Snells. And just the very idea that they kill off Jacob in this episode. And it's Darlene that does it. It's like, it, it's such a shock and such a subversion of expectations. And, oh, it's it's so good. And I have, I feel like I've been waiting for 19 episodes to talk about this episode. This, this to me was like season one. I felt like I waited the whole season to talk about Dell getting shot in the head. Yeah, that's and true, season yes. And season two, I feel like I've waited the whole season to talk about Jacob drinking cyanide coffee. Yeah. I will say season two so far has been significantly better than season one. Oh, it really is. It's so like, good. Yeah. And I, that's not my memory of it. My memory of it is season one is better than season two. Like season two is yeah. a low, but yeah. I I mean, I disagree now. I think a large part of that comes with me loving Petty way more. Well, let me tell you, I, I, I was going to bring that up as well. I think we were totally wrong to just give him such short shrift in season one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because I don't. I don't think there's anything he can do at this point to make me hate him the way that I thought I hated him. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Now <laughs> I'll have to imagine by like next episode or something. We're like, ah, 
I knew it. That petty. We the second we trusted him, he betrayed us. <laughs> but I don't. I really don't think so. That's not the way I remember it. But like, I don't remember him doing something at the end of the season that really upset me. Like, I thought, I thought his treatment of Rachel was what upset me so much, and it was it was bad. But it was really just the one episode that he had where he brought her out to the woods and was about to kill her that was that it was like oh man this guy but he but he's so interesting throughout so you know i totally agree petty's an awesome character and this actually this the petty stuff in this episode it's pretty good yeah oh yeah it's really good makes you still it actually pays off kaleidoscope pretty well oh yeah a ton like i <laughs> makes... believe i forgot this stuff you know? yeah it makes me appreciate Kaleidoscope a lot more now, actually. So I shouldn't say that. The, Kaleidoscope is still a mess, but it makes me <laughs> appreciate the, the petty bar. part um, of, uh, yeah. yeah, the pet, yeah, exactly. That stuff, it makes me appreciate that stuff a lot more. So anyway, so oh, I'm glad that you're, you're, we're in agreement on this. I, I thought for sure I was going to overrate this, overrate this ahead of you. And I just was so laser focused on that Snell story. And, and actually, like I say, like, I love the Ruth and Cade story in this episode as well. The the Charlotte Emancipation stuff, I could take or leave. I could. Totally I do agree. like. It's okay. Yeah, I, but, yeah. yeah, I do. I do like how, uh, watching how Marty and Wendy, uh, you know, kind of take different avenues in dealing with that. That that part is interesting, but by and large, I'm just not a uh, not a huge fan of that storyline. But. I just want to make sure real quick, but would you agree that like do you do you think everyone has their kind of cranky days, just their their bad days? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Are you so talking about to... Wend- Wendy or Charlotte or who are you talking about? Cade. I just want to talk for Cade. Yeah, oh. so everyone has those cranky <laughs> days. So I'm glad I'm glad I could get the okay from you there. So I think that is my justification for all of Cade's actions. That I had to slip that in. So are you seriously you you can't possibly tell me that you're gonna sit here and try to justify kids action i'm not i'm saying what he did is wrong right i'm just saying everyone has days that they're not the proudest of right everyone has just those cranky yeah, yeah. he woke up with the wrong yeah, side but of bed. things compound sort of compound interest really right like the eighth world oh wonder God. or something called by yeah. einstein so. <laughs> you, you're you the same argument could have been made in every episode of the season. Like you constantly no. are making excuses for Kate. You're no. constantly making excuses. Well, I think excuse uh. for when he carried Ruth, right? When he when he when he fought off the cartel with just a gun, or he tried to fight off the cartel cartel with just a gun. When he understandingly, you know, sympathized for uh, her plight of yeah. When he called life. her a piece of dog excrement or just not dog just excrement on his bottom of his shoe when he smacked her around but oh yeah he's great this guy. is all within like the same 24 hours okay it is like, uh, come on within what 24 when he hours. smashed her face against the dashboard of a car okay like, that one listen that one that one i'll give you that one i'll give you that <laughs> one. i'll feed you that one but everything Thanks. else is in about a 24-hour block you know Oh my That's gosh. Just... Uh, there's there's no excuse for this man. This this is oh. Michelle, you already uh, admitted that everyone has just those cranky days, right? They just Yes, he, all of them are cranky days for kids. Maybe apparently. he just needs a Snickers bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, okay, well we'll we'll try that. Maybe he just needs to blow more cigarette smoke out his nose in that most disgusting way ever. It's so <laughs> gross. 
he's, he's so gross. I can't even look at the guy. I, like it's a, he's so gross. So like I, everything about him makes my stomach turn. The way he talks, the way he blows, you know, sucks in the cigarette smoke and blows it out his nose and Ruth's face. Oh my God, this guy, I can't handle him. Not many people can, but you know, just wanted to make sure I got that like two cents. Okay. Of that, so. Well, thank you so much for that. All right. Let's talk about the title, The Badger. The meh. Badger. You, you say meh? I mean, yeah, I feel, I mean, unless you, maybe you could convince me otherwise, but I feel like it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, there's a dead badger, and then Jacob kicks the can, so. Oh, well, okay, yeah, but but it's the symbolism of it that makes it so special. I love this title, uh, and I, the reason is, is because this is not, by the way, the first time that Jacob has brought this up you know he he and jonah hunted for the deer they killed the deer he put the blood on jonah's face marty didn't want him to do it he said it would be disrespectful to the deer so jacob tries to find meaning in death quite a lot uh and jacob says to her you know at when she finds the badger it's best to leave it alone the family will take it back to the burrow uh, the worm, and then they'll eat the worms that eat the corpse, and the death will have meaning. So the the, the point of of that scene is he's saying that because he's about to kill Darlene. Yeah, but now in actuality, at, at, he's going to be right. Sure. So he's he's saying it because he's about to kill Darlene, and he's he's really talking about her and thinking that her death will have meaning. Uh, meanwhile she's hearing it and thinking the same thing about jacob and i uh, i think that's a i think it's a beautiful title i love it and th- this episode is really about jacob and darlene so i I'm, i think it's perfect. i i feel like i would have liked it more if this was said before they had both decided to kill each other i just oh, feel like it was really? a bit on the nose okay on the nose yeah. like yeah the badger and then literally within a few minutes you know jacob's been poisoned i i get what you're saying i just mm-hmm. meh well, I think it. I think the weight of it comes from the fact that they've both decided to do this. The fair. So if you put the badger, if you put that badger little soliloquy thing there, uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode before they've decided to kill each other, then it. it, it I don't it's think it has a... the emotional punch. Yeah. That's fair. And I, you know, when we are watching it, we we don't know that either one of them is intending to kill the other. And we kind of maybe suspect Jacob because he pockets the knife kind of suspiciously. But I I don't think we have any idea about Darlene at that point. But Yeah, it's hard to uh, guess Darlene. Yeah. But I will say, when you do know, she looks like she looks very hardly at that uh, mug he has. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting watching this knowing what's coming. Like the hints are there the whole time, and it becomes like the most stressful, tense walk ever. Yeah, it's really, really impressive. Uh oh, it's so good. All right, all right, let's talk about the symbols. Uh, the Z, we have the sliced apple that uh, with with the pocket knife, I think, is in there as well, right? Uh, and that's uh, of course the the apples that Jacob was slicing in the kitchen before they decided to go out for the walk, the death walk. the A is a bent rifle. Now, help me with this one. Is I would this... say it's bent. It's like, like opened up, like where you put the like, right. shells in and stuff. Right. Well, is is this the supposed to be when Ruth pulls the gun on Cade? I presume so. That's just what I. That's what yeah. I took it as. 
But I don't think she ever opened it up. And I don't think Cade did either. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, all they had to do was have Cade, like, open it up after and, like, take the bull aside or something. And this, this, whatever. I mean, still the same gun. Just, they, yeah. Uh, just opened up. But it looks like an A. Okay. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> R is, I, I guess, Lady Justice. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where this comes from. I think, well, I take that back. I have an idea. I uh, have. I yeah I I I know that obviously they've been breaking the law right so I don't know yeah. what to do with um Wendy trying to strong arm uh, Charlotte's attorney yeah or if it has something to do with them trying to getting like trying to get on the gaming commission I yeah I see I think it's meant to symbolize the lawyer because I, uh, that's what it's I the think scales so. of justice yeah but I I think it's a really it's a, it's a really weak symbol. It's pretty maybe, far maybe stretch. They, maybe they had a like Lady Justice somewhere that I missed, like maybe in her office or something. But I yeah. didn't see one, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they did. I'm not sure. This one's a and very then, interesting one. Yes, this last what, one. The last oh, one the, the two K. the two two people sitting on the dock. It's it's unique. I don't think very frequently do they have. I think maybe they had people on a boat before. Okay. But they don't typically just have like figures of people. Uh, they had people on a jungle gym once. Yeah, yeah. But there's more about the jungle gym than the people. This is like a lot more about the people. If you just do the dock, I don't know how much harder this okay. is to do. And you know, but uh, that's Charlotte and Marty's little chit chat. Yes. On the dock that yes, Wendy undermines, is. according to Marty. <laughs> so she is the underminer. Oh well. So I don't love these symbols. Uh, I think. As far as the letters go, I don't think any of them really look a whole lot like their letter that they're supposed to represent. I think maybe Lady Justice looks the best, and A is okay. For the A, they're not the A. No, I don't. I disagree. I don't like the A because there's no connective tissue. It looks like an upside down V. Basically an A. Close enough. I'd give that like an 80. I think that's a passing score. 70 passing score. I like the Z. I like the Z. I like the, the Z. The Z's eyes. okay. The Z's okay, and the R is okay. I don't like the K or the A very much. And oh, I, I, okay, fair. As far as what they represent in the episode, I love the sliced apples. The sliced apples. Yeah. That that's spot. That's spot on. Good for them for 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 using that. So that's my favorite representation of the episode. I think mm-hmm. the the worst representation of the episode is that if if Lady Justice is meant to represent the lawyer. And then they've doubled down on the Charlotte story here in the in the, the worst symbols. story, and, and I don't like that at all. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't, I, and I'd say that the the Lady Justice one is the one that's the the weakest representation of the episode. I can't even necessarily identify what it means. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I agree that the uh, apple and knife is the uh, best, and I would oh, say man. in general. But either between mm-hmm. the doc or Lady Justice, or maybe Lady Justice is more obscure. I have no idea. Like it's, yeah. I don't. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I sliced an apple today, and all I could think about was that scene. Really? So yeah. Was, I'm she, pretty sure on the that. Uh, no, but okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my wife was making coffee at the same time as I was slicing the apple too. Mm, interesting. Do you ever have but a sliced apple with salt and yeah. pepper? Not pepper, salt. No, I don't think I have. Okay. It's good? I guess. I, I, I like it. I'm not gonna I won't die on the hell of it. <laughs> I like having cereal with warm milk sometimes. But oh, I interesting. like 
warming up the milk, but you know. Okay. So I'm not gonna. I won't die on that hill, but. Okay. I'll I'll stick a flag in it, and I'll probably All right. display myself as part of that hill. I'll have to try that. I do love sliced apples, but yeah, interesting. So, yeah, so I, I love I love the sliced apples here. It's it's just so iconic to me. Okay, anything else you want to say about I the symbols? Too, I too eat apples, so I can Ooh. relate heavily to the sliced apples. Okay, the one thing I'll say is I don't know if you if, like I'm very picky about how I slice my apples. I don't know. <laughs> no like, i don't care at all it's it's pretty shocking right that i'm very picky about something but anyway i'm, I'm really picky about it uh and the last slice that jacob makes is like he's got a wedge of apple yeah. you know seed, seeds and all and he just cuts it in half down the middle which doesn't remove any of the seeds or pods and i'm like what why do you want to eat that <laughs> cut out the seeds in the pod man that's like that's the part you don't want you gotta yeah. use the entire apple, Mr. Sal. It's part of it. Well, that's his that's his thing, right? The, the death needs to mean something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The apple died for a reason. It's fine. Just go compost the core. Like you don't have to eat it. <laughs> anyway. All right, you ready to start running through this episode? Yeah, I'm ready. I just want to preface it with a I was right, and I'll explain that in a bit. All righty then. So we start with a flashback in this diner and Jacob, young Jacob, seems to be out on some sort of date where he's meeting up with someone or whatever. Anyway, uh, young Darlene comes in and totally hijacks it and says, you should you should leave with me and leave this boring girl by herself, which Jacob does. And then they go skinny dipping. Uh, what, what like the most darling thing to do? <laughs> oh, it really was. I love this flashback so much. It's like th this young Jacob is so Jacob and this young Darlene is so Darlene. And it's like, how, how does, how do these two end up together? And it's like, you see it and you say, oh, uh, all right. I guess I get it now. Yeah, and it it's, yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I, I love the book ending, you know, the book ending of the episode with this flashback and then Jacob's death at the end. It's spectacular. So, all right. And you might remember at the end of last episode, the Snell's car had just gotten shot up by the cartel. So that's where we go next. It's to the, it's to the Snell's car and the, they do escape, but Jacob has been shot. And we keep hearing, ironically, Darlene say, don't you die on me. Don't you die on me. I, I do want to so, make sure, where was he shot? Right shoulder. Right in the shoulder. Okay, right shoulder, right in the shoulder, as someone might have said. I wanted to be known to the listeners. In the spoiler section of last episode, <laughs> I had recalled Jacob getting shot. Mr. Sal had swayed yep. me otherwise. Glad to know I was right. Congratulations. Not confident, but I was right. Well, I, again, I congratulate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, anyway. But I, I, love, I love watching this scene, knowing that Darlene's going to kill Jacob by the end of this episode. And hearing her say, don't you die on me in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, this is a beautiful episode. This is so good. This this is just just take the Snell story by itself. Like there's almost nothing they could have done with the rest of the episode to get me off of a 10 because the Snell story right. is so good in this episode. Oh, they could have made it better. Cool. More petty. 
<laughs> you can never have too much petty. Never thought I'd hear myself saying that. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I think you are sincere and you say that. I think you actually mean that. I don't. I don't think you mean anything of the Cade stuff uh, when you say talk about Cade when you try to make excuses for him. But with the petty stuff, I think you are being sincere. So I don't like that you call that excuses, but okay. Let's see. There you go. All right, at the bird's home, uh, the birds are kind of having breakfast. Charlotte is not. And they're discussing Charlotte's emancipation. And Wendy said, Wendy actually brings up uh, the, the salient point here. What are you going to say to lawyers that keeps us all from getting arrested or killed? Which this is the whole point. This is why Charlotte's emancipation is a problem. And I, I don't know what she's thought or if she's thought about this. I don't know if she's thought about the fact that this could really jeopardize her own life. That what she does and says in the situation could put her at odds with the cartel and they may go after her. But so Wendy does bring it up and she's quite confrontational about the whole thing. And she, to the point where she demands the pancakes from Jonah at the end of the scene. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say about that scene? They have pancakes for breakfast. What's so much. Assembles, like last episode. Yes. So I wonder if that's like a set precedent now that like symbols can reach out to other episodes and that maybe oh, Lady Justice will go out to like next episode and we'll see Lady Justice. I don't know. If I see Lady Justice next episode, they've they set a precedent now that you can oh. have symbols in other episodes. So okay. that's what I'm gonna that's right. what I'll look for. I but I but I will say like the pancakes thing, the birds have pancakes for breakfast almost every morning. It is <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. I've never heard of a family that eats so many pancakes i don't even like pancakes that much and in fact i don't like them for breakfast oh i don't like super sweet food for breakfast i think we've already Maybe had cereal. this discussion yeah. about pancakes versus french toast so well not yeah, versus but... french toast just in general though like, i don't like having okay. french toast in the morning either anyway okay i mean i'll take a belgian waffle over any of it but anyway what, what is a belgian waffle just like a oh waffle? it's the, the, the like a giant the giant waffles the really thick and like they, they fill the plate. One waffle fills the whole plate. This is the big waffle. Yeah, big waffle. Why are they so the Belgians like big waffles? I guess. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I don't know if I like that. Like a thick waffle. That's mm-hmm. like a bad syrup to waffle ratio, wouldn't you say? Oh no! You, yeah, but you, you you gotta. If you're doing it right, you're not putting syrup on this waffle. You're do, you're putting like fruit and whipped cream or something on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like putting steak sauce on a steak or something. You like if you do yeah. it right, that's not that's not happening. Okay, guys. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. All right. So back at the Snells. Well, not back at the Snells. For the first time, we're at the Snells, and Jacob is lying in bed, and it turns out he's going to be okay in a day, but he's worried. Darlene has fixed him up, and he's worried that. Darlene is going to do something reckless without telling him. So this is not the first time that Jacob has expressed his concerns to Darlene. We remember that uh, I think it was last episode, uh, might have been the episode before, but I'm pretty sure it was last episode. Uh, we saw Jacob and Darlene getting kind of an argument. Oh, it was last episode because that's, that's the episode when she poisoned the the drug sh- the shipment. Yeah and uh he expressed grave concerns to her and say and about her rashness and she was so upset that she wouldn't even sleep in the bed with him so this is not the first time we've seen jacob express concerns to her about about her reckless behavior yep yeah it's not the first time yep all right 
to the lickety split to lickety splits i cannot believe how frequently i do that to lickety splits we go uh and the place gets robbed it's a robbery not a burglary because there were customers there and it's Cade and he brought Wyatt and Ruth knows that it's Cade and he brought Wyatt. She knows it immediately. You know, Cade cold cocks uh, Sam with the butt of the gun, knocking him out and makes Ruth take him into the back office. And she knows immediately. You can see it in her face when he knocks out Sam, even before then, that, th- that she knows this is Cade. And she, when she, when they get to the back, she is really upset with him for bringing Wyatt. She says she will not open the safe, although she does. Uh, and she says that, you know, you don't want to do this, daddy, but he really does. And that's, that happens, which is wonderful. But later on, Sheriff Nix gets uh, Ruth's statement. And Nix basically tells Ruth that he suspects that this was Cade, but Ruth does not turn him in. She protects him. Uh, Marty comes in and defends Ruth and also does not turn Kate in, even though he probably has his own suspicions. Uh, but after Nix leaves, Ruth pleads with him not to turn Kate in. And Marty just says, go ahead, stick to your story. I got you. And then he gets a call about the Snells. So what do you think of this scene? Good old Cade. You know, Cade, he... He knows his position. Oh, so first of all, first of all, not good on him for the robbery part of it, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, let's think back to Mason and what that did for him. He was part of a robbery, right? Before, uh-huh. you know, Marty got involved and ruined his whole life. <laughs> you could, one could argue that robbery made Mason's life better. Okay. Up to a point, right? Do you think that's an outlandish yeah. thing to say? Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly felt that way. So... I think where one might see turmoil, there might be another Mason occurring, or at least, you know, someone, um, something good happening to someone. Um, Wyatt had a job momentarily and made money for some time. <laughs> and so that's good to learn that, you know, that's, that's important to learn. I think at some point at someone's age, you know, he's getting, he's definitely, you know, he's old enough to have a job and he's almost going to college. Definitely. Not a bad idea to uh, work and learn, and um, I can't believe you're putting this on a podcast. It's but but, to be but out there in public, <laughs> just in general, though, the whole robbery part's bad. That's obviously bad. But like I said, you know, Kate, he he's not going to kill anyone, right? He's not going in with that mindset. I mean, it's obviously he's robbing Ruth. You know, it's just, and I think it just kind of goes back to the whole cranky thing. You know what I mean? It's not his day. Okay, well, but, I think the worst thing about this is the fact that he brings Wyatt with him. Because he that that is the serving one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to manipulate Ruth later. Mm-hmm. That is it. Yeah. Uh, and and in the meantime, he's turning Wyatt, who is gen- generally speaking a respectable citizen, into a criminal. I mean, you got You got to like uh, Cage Chess here. He's playing some chess with the I, I, with the with the positioning he's got over people, right? Like that. Eh, eh don't you go doing that or i'll be doing that and i'll be doing that and i'll be doing this like he's really getting the I'll he's really getting his finger in all the pies right like kate goes down kate goes kate goes down like half this whole shit like cast goes down with him, or at so. least more than half people are going down with him so you gotta gotta respect that in one I way i do not 
I do not. In one way. In one way. I do. Nah, I don't. With like a respect, with like a like a you've been beat in a game type of way, right? Like if we played ping pong and I schooled you, you know, 11-0, you, you hate that I've beaten you, but you respect, you know, the, the craftsmanship I've used to beat you with, so. Sure. Okay. okay, I accept your ping pong analogy. I, I'd still find nothing satisfying about game. So, okay. anyway. Uh, back at the Snells, the crep is the crep. Uh, remember we call it the the compound ranch estate plantation the crep is barricaded and the construction vehicles can't go through Darlene tells Marty what happened that they got shot at by the cartel and that the deal is dead turns out Marty knew nothing about it she's like oh you poor dear but she's not bending on this she wants nothing to do with this deal at this point can you blame Darlene for this no, or do you think she's do not think she's ton. doing the right thing? Uh, it's an action. Yeah, it's not like I don't think it's not the most outrageous thing Darlene has done, right? Like you've certainly been shot not. Up by she the shot cartel, down the head. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you've been shot up by the cartel. This is a fair enough response. Now, why the cartel shooting at you, Darlene? Is a whole different reason. But yeah, I mean, the cartel in Darlene's eyes is trying to kill her. So why is she gonna let them start building a casino on her land? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I I feel like that. No, no, listen. This is a you situation. can say you see the cartel is somewhat justified in Darlene's actions, trying to you know like whack her or whatever. But looking at this in like isolation oh. in Darlene's point of view, yeah. I mean, you saw like you want to get you know hit, so no, it's not. But I I feel like I might have reacted differently here. I, I I wouldn't you know dig my heels in and double down. I'd be like, my God, they're going to kill me if I don't play ball. So I've, I, I need to make this right with them somehow. <laughs> but that is not the, the avenue she chooses to take. She takes a, a very different one. So anyway, uh, did I skip a scene here? No, okay. Uh, after Marty you know, sees all this going on at the Snells back at the office, he, ba- he reams out Helen for the move. But she says she didn't even know about it. And she tells him that he needs to find a way to cut out the Snells. Marty doesn't love that idea. So he basically tells her, you know, clean it up yourself. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that. Uh, but as he leaves, Wendy says to Helen, oh, he'll do it, don't worry. So here's, here's Wendy for the first time in this episode anyway, undermining Marty. I don't know if it's undermining. So I think Marty just oh, I do. ends up doing it. I think I think he's just she's just going. You know, Marty will actually do it. He, I know him. He, he's just going to do it. Because unless, because I don't hmm. think we see Wendy telling Marty later, going, Marty, Marty, listen, I understand you're angry, but I'm your boss. You've got to do it. Okay, and that's that dumps the brakes. You know, like she. <laughs> it, it seems like Marty does just kind of do it. So I think, I think he's just frustrated. But. Okay. Basically, I think Wendy's just translating what Marty means here. Okay, but I see. I, you, I guess I just... you get that impression. I'm not saying he, but Marty, when he does not undermine him, she certainly does. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't say this is really. Um, I, I think you, you might be able to call this an undermining, but I wouldn't really. Mm-hmm. Not gonna. I want to go that far for this. Well, if Marty did actually intend to bow out of this portion of the of the plan, uh, he probably can't anymore as a result of what Wendy has said. So yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. All right. At the Langmores, Ruth tells Wyatt to burn the sweatshirt that he was wearing when they robbed the, the strip club and to stay away from Cade 
and to return the money. After all, Marty got him back into school and he isn't turning him in. But Wyatt says, oh no, the, the reason he got me back into school and he's not turning me in is because he feels guilty about killing my dad. Uh, I mean, Ruth is struck by this. She, she, is, she starts crying. She's very upset. And, and she's very tense, but she demands the money anyway. So this is, this is heartbreaking for Ruth because she, she sees Wyatt unraveling as a result of what she did. And if he knew what she did, he would probably redirect his anger and probably more productively for him, but very poorly. It would go very poorly for her. Yeah. You know, she, she has an opportunity to give him closure and she's not doing it. It's, it's basically why it's talking crap on Marty based on things she did, right? Yep. So yes. So basically, to Ruth, it's talking crap to her. You know, talking all these bad things. He really means to Ruth, but he just thinks it was Marty. So exactly, exactly. And that and that hurts because why? Wyatt is the person in the world that she cares the most about. It seems like anyway. So, yep. All right, back home. Uh, Marty and Wendy get home and Charlotte has her lawyer there. This is Mrs. Bracken. I don't know her first name, but she gives them Gina. Gina. Okay. Thank you. She gives them two days to sign the paper. Otherwise everything in the statement gets out. Wendy is super aggressive about it. I mean, she, she goes after Charlotte and she's, you know, she starts cursing at the lawyer. Uh, Marty is super patronizing about it. You know, like, oh, you know, let's let's just sit down and talk this out, honey. You know, it, it's and I don't know which one is, is worse because Marty is so transparent in what he's doing. And Wendy is so obviously wrong, so blatantly wrong uh, that it, it just seems like these are two absolutely horrible ways to handle this situation. Well, what do you think is the best way to handle it? Oh, did you want to do pick a side here? I had another another uh, plan for pick a side, but we could do it right here if you want. No, no, no. I'm just kind of because I have no idea on to an alternative, so I'm just kind of curious because you speak as though they're both doing like terrible solutions. So I just wondered if you had like okay. So Wendy's Wendy's solution is intimidation. Okay, she's trying yeah. to intimidate Charlotte. Okay, but you, it's impossible to do that in front of a lawyer. In fact, it's completely counterproductive to do that in front of the lawyer. So Wendy's position is completely wrong in front of the lawyer. And it's risky. It's very risky, if, even if it's just Charlotte, because it, it, I mean, that's a coin toss. She, Charlotte's gonna go one way or the other on intimidation, okay? Marty, uh, Mar- Marty's plan here to kind of patronize her and, and say, oh, you know, we'll work it out. Let's talk this out, honey. Like, I think, it's the more correct play because it, but it relies on Charlotte's uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what word I want to use here. I want to say innocence, but it's not innocence that I'm looking for. Na- naivete. It relies on her being so naive to fall for it, which I don't think she is, but it's probably the better play than Wendy's. What do you think? I would agree that Wendy's will not work. I don't think unless yeah. The only way hers will work if she goes all the way somehow. Like she has to, yeah. she has to really, really threaten them. Uh, and mm-hmm. even in that case, it might not work depending on the attorney. 
So, but is there any other alternative choice is my question yes there- and marty does it later and i think what marty does on the dock is the right play okay you said you know what you know you do you by all means right yep so you just you you, you just fully put the ball in their court and just let it yep let yeah it right i think out. that's i think that's the right play because she, she he tried this he tried to patronize her and what did charlotte calls him out for it at breakfast the, the morning in the morning i don't remember what term she uses though it, it sounds like it sounds like a term that a 15 year old wouldn't normally use but I don't, I don't remember uh, i don't remember either but it was like placate i don't i don't think it was placate it was something like that but regardless she's on to that strategy so i think that his strategy later is the right strategy and we can talk about that when we get there so Anything else you want to say about this scene before we go back to the Langmores? Nope. Okay. So when Cade gets home, the place is trashed by Ruth. She's obviously looking for the money, and she pulls a gun on him. He, she, wa- she wants him to give her the money back, or she'll tell Marty to turn him in. Well, C- this is when Cade plays his, his ace card, which he set up by involving Wyatt in the first place he says if I go down Wyatt goes down too and he slowly gradually works his way toward her until he gets to the point where he can just grab the gun out of her hands I do love the way he yoinks the gun out of her hands uh-huh yeah yeah I mean I don't think there was ever a chance that Ruth was going to shoot him and no. he knows it and so it just this this play by Ruth just did not work in fact it probably just pissed Kate off more it's just, as if he you know, made sure Kate knows that he's unshootable so <laughs> exactly yeah and I don't know what the right move for her I mean the right move for Ruth I think is just turning Kate in <laughs> but is it though is it I don't think that's the right well move. I, t- I yeah. think it's a better move than pulling a gun on him he'll turn all you like he'll he has dirt on your entire you know Marty you Wyatt you know like this will this will ruin lives if you turn him in it could ruin your life turning him in i think shooting him is a better option for ruth but she won't exactly so that's that's her i guess she she i guess she won't turn him in either so that's a rock and a hard place for sure that there's not a good option for ruth but anyway uh the the good option for marty back home is to go and speak with charlotte on the dock and he talks about how you know, we're just people, parents are flawed human beings. And that is something that uh, is, is really interesting concept to me. And I think I'm sorry. part of it, go ahead. The way, I don't know. I, part of me, I know this isn't at all what you're about to say, but the way you made it sound like really interesting concept to me, because it's just, it's a misconception. I think parents are not <laughs> flawed really in any way. You know, people, people think they might be, but I don't think I'm flawed for my children. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Going down like this mental route of just. That, yeah. that would that would have been funny, but it's completely inaccurate. No, I, it's, it's, I do wonder, you know, I, I wonder about that you know, when my kids get old enough to realize that I am not always right and I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination I'm and true. that I make lots of mistakes and I've probably made plenty of mistakes in raising them and um, and, and yeah. go ahead oh sorry i'm just trying to think when it ticked over like as a kid or even like i don't know if i figured it out until i got like way older than i should have that like adults 
really don't know all that much compared to kids as much. Like obviously <laughs> little kids, yeah, they know way more. But yeah. as to like, they don't look at any sort of secret to what they're doing. They're just doing. They have, it's not really. They much. have. They have experience. more experience with it, yeah. But it, it but they, they make mistakes too, and, and it's it's a really stark realization, I think, when when you realize that about your own parents. But then when as when you become a parent and you start kind of dreading that moment for your own for your kids, it, it adds a whole new layer to it. Yeah, the ideal parent, their kid never finds out. I go wait, really? <laughs> I, that must be false because I don't think my parents ever made a mistake before. Well, I was like seventeen or something. Yeah. Like that's, yep. So exactly, but yeah. So th- this is an interesting concept. But he asks her to trust him to get them out, and she starts to leave. So this this is up to this point not really working. But this is where I think he makes the best move he can make. He says, "You know what? It's okay if you go, but can you just acknowledge that we love you more than anything? Because that that's the perfect play." And I maybe he might be sincere when he says it. But he recognizes that he, that he can't he can't patronize her because she sees through it. He can't intimidate her because that just adds fuel to the fire. So what he has to do is make this so that it's not about him and it's not about Wendy. It's just about her. It's it's yeah. If you need to go, you go. And, and I'm not going to ask you. To, I'm not asking you to stay. I'm not asking you to drop this. I'm asking you to just to acknowledge that we love you. And now that is perfect that there's, there's nothing better that you can do i don't think as a parent in that situation what do you think i think i think i have to agree with you on that i don't think there's much else he can do because things working mm-hmm. so yeah exactly she does nod and acknowledge it so I, you know that's that's not nothing but later on wendy is talking to marty and she wants to try to fix the charlotte situation she said marty says they can't except the best thing they can do is try to get out early you know, they had planned on six months, but they can maybe accelerate the process. And he tells her, do not talk to the lawyer. Instead, go talk to Wilkes and I'll figure out the smells. So, but it's very important that he tells her, do not talk to the lawyer. This is some undermining here. This, this all totally goes oh, yeah. some undermining. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, if, first of all, though, I mean, it's not like, he involved Wendy in that decision-making process either. He just dictated to her, don't talk to the lawyer. So Wendy does undermine the plan, but she also was not allowed to be part of making the plan. So it's, it's, I think that there, there is an element of, I I mean, I I don't think she's entirely wrong in talking to the lawyer because she wasn't involved in that process. I don't think she's necessarily, she is undermining Marty, but I don't think it's a crime to undermine him when he wouldn't let her be part of the decision-making process to begin with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, in Chicago, Petty, a, a very like subdued and kind of tail between his legs, Petty requests a transfer. And he tells his boss that she can swoop in on Marty if the casino uh, isn't open, because if, if the casino doesn't get opened, Marty may as well be dead to the cartel. And so she'll be able to offer him a, a sweet deal and get lots of information out of him. Or if they do approve the casino, then you, they're going to hire a whole bunch of people, just send in a whole bunch of undercover agents and get what, anything you need on the, on the place and on the, on the cartel. He, he then goes to see his mother and tells her that he's moving back and wants her to live with him. 
and he makes her promise not to go anywhere until he gets back. This is such a sad scene, and he goes. It, it is now. like she's like, yeah, oh, definitely. She's all out of it, and oh, so yeah, Very yeah. It's, it, this this was sad. I mean, and he he plays it really really well, and you know he he's he's welling up the whole time, and you you really see this side of Petty that we haven't seen in in the current timeline at all. Yeah. Like yeah. that that video that Marty showed him has played him, right? It mm-hmm. shook him to the core of he doesn't want he's not he's not he doesn't want to do it anymore. You know, yep. uh, I give it up. I've worked all this time for it, but I'm I'm you know, handing in the towel or throwing in the towel. Can't yeah. have my mom get yeah. wrecked by the and this is I mean he, he's more impacted than that by that even than he was about the possibility of losing Russ because he still at the end of the day did tell Russ, you know, you're, you're going to give this statement and, you know, basically you were nothing but a, a, a means to an end for me, even though we know that Russ was significantly more than that to him. But this, this is, is a petty that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Petty that picks someone over his worth. So. Yeah. Petty we've yet to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A far cry from game day. Well, game oh, day. Very what a happy crack. petty. What a happy petty. I hope <laughs> we see a petty to that happiness, but it's not looking. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. So Marty goes to visit a power company, and we don't really know why. We suspect he's scheming. The last thing that he told uh, the, told Wendy was that he was going to try to force the Snell's hand. So he's at the power company, and he the question that he asks that's important is how the co- power company got away with moving thousands of people so quickly to build the dam. And we don't get an answer to that, at least not yet. All right. At the lake house, Wendy's trying to hold up her end of the bargain. She uh, goes to see Wilkes and talks to him, and, and it turns out Wilkes has neutralized Beecher's report. Beecher, you'll remember, was the, the gaming commission, I don't know, whatever position he was, he, uh, who they tried to bribe with the uh, debt and company tickets, and they did not offer him the, money, the financial bribe, uh, but he gave a bad report about the, the Bird's potential casino. Uh, and basically, Wilkes threatened to drop the bribery card and just say, turn him in for bribery, accepting bribes. Uh, and so Beecher at least, you know, canceled his his report on the casino. Uh, and the commission, Wilkes tells us, is going to meet with the birds today at five at the lake house, and they have questions. And if all goes well, the chair of the commission is going to ask something of them and they need to grant it. They have no choice and it won't be easy. It'll be something big. And remember, it's nothing personal. So there you have it. The Wilkes stuff, I do think gets a little clumsy toward the end of this season. Maybe it, maybe it's just my pea brain isn't, it has a tougher time no. wrapping my head around it. I mean, I understand what's going on. It's just the fact of like the malconations behind how it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bit obfuscated. Like, Wilkes just goes, "Yeah, I, I managed to intercept the uh, report. We got that and neutralized yeah. it. We got that all good to go." And uh, but uh, the chair people they're coming today, so you got to do that, 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 and like you know, just all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going to happen. And yep. also, the chairman's going to request it, which is fine. I don't really hate any of it, but I'm aware of the fact that he's just kind of like. He's definitely a plot device here. Like yeah, for sure. There for the plot. 
yeah for the most part. And his character I, is not too important no exactly and we've talked about that before and it is just interesting because there, there aren't many of those types of characters in ozark who are not characters necessarily they're just there to push plot forward and wilkes it really feels like every time is just there to push plot forward yeah anyway uh at the diner this is the same diner as we saw in the flashback which i love that i think it's i think jacob says it's the same booth actually it looks like which, it. yeah again i love it I, I this is this is so good uh marty and helen meet with jacob there just jacob no darlene and they tell him that the power company was able to move people off the land because of something called riparian rights basically it's about who owns the land under a body of water and it, it's gonna you know the, the explanation's a little wonky here i don't understand all the ins and outs of this but basically he's saying that the land under the missouri river is federal property and so when jacob flooded his land and connected to the missouri river that land became federal property Okay. So if I flood someone's land, does it become federal property? Like if, if it was like the same circumstances, like if I had forcefully flooded uh, Jacob's land. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess that 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 seems that seems not plausible to me. But yeah, I question this like uh this stuff. But you know what? I'll also say I haven't heard of people really owning like big rivers, or at least like I don't no. know anyone. I don't. Can you own the Missouri River? I don't know if you can. So I don't. No, know. I don't think I don't think so. So, so yeah, so it, it might be the case. It might be the case that this is all correct. But Helen, as a result of this, has a warrant to grant the workers access. So in even Jacob's land around the river is going to be seized by the government because Jacob tries to play that card. Well, the, you know, the, the water, the flooded part. Yeah, okay, they can they own that. There's nothing I can do about it. But we still own all the access roads and all that area around the casino. And that's when Marty and Helen tell them, nah, actually, that's a lot of revenue, a lot of tax revenue for the federal government. So they're going to be seizing that, which this part, I don't really think very plausible either. I understand you? what they're saying. Like, yeah, oh, me too. Like, like eminent domain stuff. Eh, mm -hmm. I mean, there's corruption and they're like, you know what, that's just like a the state will make, you know, or local ordinance, whatever it is that makes the final call will make a lot more money. If we let this casino through, eh, we'll kind of yeah. just yeah, it's eminent domain. We really need this blah blah blah. Thank you for the land. So whatever. So yeah. Do you do you know what eminent domain is? It's if I'm not wrong, it's the right to like the government can buy your land at a reasonable rate, mm -hmm. so long as they need it for like government as long as they have a reason behind it. Like they must they have to give you fair market value for the land, and if they're trying to build like a road or they're doing something to do with the land uh they can buy it off of you forcefully <laughs> they can buy it from hmm. you interesting so, okay all right domain. well thank so you that's how they can build roads oh you don't know yeah that's how they, like they build roads and stuff so yeah that, that otherwise it'd be way harder for the government to get things done so yes okay all right well thank you for that i appreciate it so jacob recognizes that they want what that they wanted him alone they wanted him without darlene and he wants if he's going to agree to this he wants assurances that they will not hit him or darlene again so he makes this deal i mean there's not really a deal to be made they're taking the land bleeding but, 
Yeah, but but he agrees to stand down and stop trying to defend it if they give him assurances that they're not going to come after them anymore. Okay. Yep. And she Helen immediately grants that. No problem. So long as you keep Darlene in line. And then Helen takes off. Leaves Marty alone with Jacob. And Marty's on his way out, but he's a little slower than Helen. Helen just, just you know, booked right out of there. But Marty says to, you know, to, to ask Jacob uh, to tell Darlene that the casino is going to make them so rich that they're going to be able to double the amount of land they have. Uh, and then Jacob recites, I, I think this line stuck with me when he said it. I was like, I, I remember this line. I remember this line so well. Like I just watched this episode already. He says, what do you do, Martin, when the bride who took your breath away becomes the wife who makes you hold your breath in terror. That is that, so... There's so much ahead. behind that. Well, because obviously, oh. it's a strong thing to say, but it's also, Marty is going through a similar thing. Yep. Like, both <laughs> both, both um, Jacob and Marty are going through the struggle that their wives are overpowering them. And, yep. you know, starting to pull the strings around and they're becoming the puppets to their game. Yep. And they're not calling the shots yep. as much anymore, so... Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I love the, thinking about the opening flashback scene where we saw the bride who took his breath away. You know, that we saw that that moment where Jacob fell and fell for her. You know, we saw we saw it, and then we're gonna see the end why he's holding his breath in terror. It's 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 so good. Oh my god, I just love this. I love this story so much. All right. At the, back at the Langmores, Wyatt gets accepted into Mizzou. And it turns out they loved the essay, much like I did. So it was one of the most inspirational essays they've read this, this year. Uh, what, Ruth is in tears when she hears this. Uh, and But Wyatt wants to defer a year because he wants to find out what happened to his dad. And Ruth was already crying. Now she's really crying. And of yeah. course, we know that Again, she has an opportunity to throw herself under the bus and free Wyatt from this bur- of this burden. And again, she decides not to do it. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know if I would ever tell Wyatt. I think I would oh, still be uh, Marty. <laughs> like, to- totally. I totally agree. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not Marty Bird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with Ruth's, with Ruth's move, but I'm just acknowledging that this is eating her alive. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Am. So, that's yeah. a good situation. Yeah, hope yep. to never be in that. Yeah. All right. Well, when Jacob gets home, Darlene is pissed. She knows that Jacob made a deal behind her back. She does not like it. He says he did it to save their lives. She thinks that they're going to try to kill them now anyhow because they don't need them anymore. So I think that this is where I want to because it's the only opportunity we're going to have to pick, do pick a side with the Snells. So I want to pick a side here. Who do, who do you agree with? Darlene, who says that this deal is only uh, going to make, th- this is, deal is not going to prevent the cartel from trying to kill them because they have everything they need from them now. Or Jacob, who made the deal in order to get assurances that the cartel would not go after them anymore. Okay? You get to pick the side this time. I want to be on Jacob's side. Okay. Go ahead and make your argument. Well, I think very, either way, um, they've got what they wanted. So even if you're right, we have to basically do you want to run away? 
Because we can't, how are we going to beat the cartel? So once you've got an idea on how to actually beat the cartel, we've either just got to hope they don't hit us, which I think cooperating will do better than not cooperating. And if you don't want to do that, then we got to run away. And if you have some third option on how to beat the cartel, then please, Mr. Sal and or Darlene, let me know. So I think I, I think I think the onus rests on you on how do we defeat them, not on me to tell you why it's a good idea to to kneel. Because I think we both agree, we've we've lost all uh, leverage. Well, I I don't agree. We don't need leverage. What do we need leverage for? We got everything we need. We've had it. For, for decades, <laughs> we don't need anything. We've got a self-sustaining farm here. We don't ever have to leave this property. So we've got armed. We've got armed. We've got armed guards at the gates. They're not getting up here. They're not getting up here. And there. And if you think that the giving into them here makes us any safer. Well, you're stupider than I thought because they are coming after us regardless. We're we have to fight, and if we if we had the opportunity to keep them out and fight from the inside out from a position of strength, and now we got to fight from a position of weakness. You sick, sorry, stupid son of a gun. Okay. So, to, a few things on that. A few things on that. Number one. How are we going to make money, right? Remember, we sell our poppies to them. <laughs> so, so, like, we'll just lose all our money. And how are we going to hire those gun people? If we stick with them, we get even more money. So now we can really hire more people, right? <laughs> Screw the whole poppy stick, right? We can just, we can just, pure, pure business is defending the home, right? From the, uh-huh. I understand they're closer, but at least we have the money to defend ourselves, right? How do we even do that? I mean, yeah, there you go. I mean money <laughs> all right well I, I don't have a rebuttal because i think you're totally right so but i can't i mean i totally understand I why darlene, darlene yeah. yeah absolutely because because it's it's very possible they're just dead anyway so it's i get it but i think jacob did the only thing that could be done yeah I, yeah i agree there's not really much else you can do all right well Jacob makes probably the wrong move here uh, and says, if you ever undermine me again, and she wants to know what, what are you going to do? All he says is it will not go well for you. So this is okay. I mean, undermining is the theme of this episode, but this threat that if you ever undermine me again, I mean, Jacob, you know Darlene better than anybody. You saw her shoot Dell in the head for calling you and her a redneck. You saw her put the drugs, cut the drugs with whatever that other fentanyl. drug was. Thank you, fentanyl. Uh, and, and you know what she's capable of. Why are you threatening her like this? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know either. Listen, it's, he's it's, lived it's, this long with her. He surely knows better than us. It does not seem like he ever was very (laughs) threatening with her. So I I think that this is the mistake Jacob makes right here. Of course, I think I also think that at this point, Jacob kind of knows that he's going to have to kill Darlene. If if this is you think this is where he makes kind of like the decision in his head. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's why he says it out loud. 
you know, if you ever undermine me again, it will not go well for you. <laughs> I well, think he's I, made the decision that he's willing to kill her if that's what it takes. Yeah, if she does it again. I think he makes the decision, like, a bit later when Helen brings it up to him again. Of, hey, our little deal, a little bargain could go south if you don't keep her in line. Right. Okay, yeah. No, I, I, all right, I see what you're but saying. I see what you, but I see what you mean by that, yeah. like, I see this as basically, yeah, he might be willing to kill her, but she has to, like, she gets, like, one more shot, basically. Like, don't okay. undermine me. And ruin the steel, otherwise I'll be forced to kill you. Oh my god! It's still not a good move by Jacob. No, I don't think you should announce to someone, especially. Well, I should, <laughs> say, should announce to Darlene that you're threatening to kill her because I don't think. Dar- no, Listen, I've never seen anyone successfully like scare or threaten Darlene, so I don't know why. <laughs> like, like no one, even when they should have nope. just had her dead to rights. She's like, nope, I'm Darlene, not scared. <laughs> <laughs> somehow like unreasonably flips the script and then gets away with it so don't don't try to throw in Darlene look how like she's the scarier part isn't or the way she acts but how old she is like that means it's been working that's like the scarier part of it like if, she, if she's like in her 20s like eh, you're a bit naive right she's gonna yeah, yep. get taught a lesson but no she's get, you know, she's up there in age so certainly uh, whatever her strategy is I don't want to be messing with it so <laughs> yeah Oh, man. All right. At the lawyer's office, well, I've already forgotten her first name, but Gina. her last name is Bracken. Gina Bracken. Uh, Wendy stops by, and she, I, again, I, this, I think she's making such a bad move here. Just the way that she stops by, it, and she just plays it off like, oh, I just you know, wanted to apologize. But, she, but really what she's doing is fishing for what Charlotte told her, and it's so obvious, and it's very obvious to the lawyer. And the lawyer gives her nothing except that Charlotte's case is legitimate. And she hopes that her statement never has to come out because it's pretty damning for you. Uh, And Wendy plays this card that she's played before. You might remember she played this card with Trevor Evans at the grocery store in the grocery store parking lot. I don't even remember what episode it was. It was sometime in episode in season one. She's and she tells Bracken the kind of people who do the things that you think we did are the kind of people who do everything, anything to protect their children. So this, this is taken as a threat by Bracken, as it should be, because it clearly was a threat. And uh, she's not impressed by this. Not, not one impressive. little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, do you remember Wendy doing this with Trevor Evans as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Agent yeah. Evans. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Agent Evans was trying to get her to kind of spook or fluff her, but she she could kind of she read that there wasn't an immediate threat, and also, uh, yeah, tacitly said, you know, if we are blah blah blah. We, yeah. You say we are, so on and so forth. And yeah. it's not the only think... scene of someone tacitly threatening someone of knowing no. who they are. Yeah. yeah i mean i i think that wendy completely misreads bracken oh yeah she I, thought she could flex all over her but bracken it, says not today yeah not only does she think she would conflex but she thought that she could just you know dismiss charlotte in talking to bracken because that's what it sounded like when she first went in there like oh you know kids aren't they aren't they the damnedest thing you know <laughs> and yeah and you know, the, you're, you say that to most adults, they might agree with you, depending on the context. But you're saying this to someone who makes a career out of emancipating kids from their parents. You 
you are the bad guy to her. You can't go in there and pretend to be chummy and buddy, buddy, buddy. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a bad move. This is, this is a terrible move by Wendy. Anyway. You know, a completely different thought process, just because I was thinking of Lloyd, like my brain just quickly spattered off. This would have been more applicable to the more recent last episode we saw, but I thought of it just now. Uh, You've heard the, you've heard the statement on like, you know, if you had an accountant, would you rather they drive a really nice car or just like, you know, like a modest car? Oh, we've talked about that in the beginning when they, when they talked yeah. about Marty that, having that, the, the, oh, whatever, the modest car for like 17 years or something. Yeah, what was your answer to that? This is, this is something to the, this relation, but what was your answer to that, if you remember? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I guess probably the modest car is better, right? But, but in the same vein, Let's say you wanted like a divorce attorney. Do you want the someone mm-hmm. that's never had a divorce, or do you want the someone that's had five divorces as your divorce attorney? <laughs> um, or like three. I, mean, we'll say three. I think it's less applicable here. I think, I think that you know, I just want someone who has lots of experience dealing with divorces. Okay. You know, okay. representing people. Okay, so the three the. The person having three personal divorces, you're not that doesn't go into your calculations as much. No, I don't. I, I don't think so. I mean, unless you know, if they have if they've had three divorces and they like are very well off, then probably that's a good person to have as your divorce attorney. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but okay. if they've had three divorces and they're like working out of the back of I don't know, like a nail salon or something, mm, yeah. then <laughs> then no, that's not who I want for my divorce lawyer. Yeah, well, I'm sure they could do great things. Just give them a chance. So. <laughs> From the University of American Samoa. Anyway, that's a reference, folks. Uh, that is not a knock against the University of American Samoa. That is that is a reference to Better Call Saul. Okay. Oh, yeah. Saul's good. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. I like that, Kurt. All right. We're at the, the boat storage facility whatever this thing is and sheriff nix comes up and confronts cage who's working there and tells him exactly what he's been doing i know you've been chopping boat parts and selling them i know that you robbed lickety split i know that you knocked out sam and sam dermody and he's in the hospital and i am going to catch you in the act and send you back to jail Cade doesn't give two drops of monkey piss mm-hmm. get out of here that's sheriff an interesting nix. way to put it but yeah <laughs> Okay, that's a that's a the Rock thing from his his wrestling days in the late nineties. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we go to the lake house where they're having the soiree and the meet and greet, and Marty uses Jacob to show the the uh, casino um, commissioner that uh, he's a na- he's got a native Missourian investor because that's a, a big concern to these people they they like the casinos to go to people who are native to missouri not the mexican cartel that does not you know or not somebody who just moved here four months ago they so marty throws jacob in front of them it's like ah see nobody's been here longer than jacob snell <laughs> and Dar- <laughs> meanwhile darlene confronts helen and helen is unimpressed we've got a lot of people confronting other people and those people are very unimpressed with the confrontation. 
We've got Wendy confronting the lawyer. Bracken's unimpressed. We've got Nick's confronting Cade. Cade's unimpressed. And now we've got Darlene confronting Helen, and Helen is very unimpressed. So, yeah. Back home, Jonah visits Charlotte here and tells her that he thinks she what she's doing is wrong. And she thinks that it's wrong for him to be so unaffected by what's happening around him. So, I don't have anything else to say about that scene. Do you? Not too much to say on that. Yeah, just but yeah. Jonah and the baby. Yep. Okay. All right, back to the lake house. The vote looks close, and Helen confronts Jacob about Darlene, and Darlene sees the whole thing. And Marty and Wendy get the ask. The the ask is that they the the gaming commissioner says the casino cannot be a union shop under any circumstances, which is a big problem for Marty and Wendy, because the the whole reason that they got the bill passed in the first place is because they made a deal with the, with Frank Cosgrove and the Kansas City Mob saying that the whole thing would be a union shop. And now in order to get the, the commission, uh, the gaming commission to, to approve their casino project, they have to promise that it will not be a union shop, which they do. And they recognize immediately that they just betrayed the Kansas City Mob. Yeah. That is a that's a rough situation to be in because Frank seems like a very scary guy. <laughs> yep. Probably outlined, and as he just seems to be in general. So, I mean, they're they're labeled as a mafia, and so that alone should be enough to say this is scary. Yeah. 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 And I'm very interested to see how Marty and Wendy think they're going to weasel their way out of that one. So see. Yeah. Maybe they'll start giving out more percentages, like they already given out. Listen. Wilkes, you get ha- you get half our percent, right? You get one point five percent. Yeah, yeah. Frank, you can get one point four percent. They'll leave us with point one percent. Exactly, exactly. Oh man! All right. When Marty and Wendy get home, Charlotte is smoking in the kitchen and tells the or the dining room, whatever this is, and she tell and tells them that she knows Wendy went to the lawyer. She tells them they can both dissolve in a vat of acid for all she cares. That sets Wendy off like, yeah, like Bruce. That sets Wendy off like nothing else. And Wendy goes to her her bedroom and grabs all her stuff and just tosses it out onto the lawn. Much like in season one when all their stuff was on the lawn, their Charlotte stuff is right back out there. Marty's fixated on the fact that Wendy undermined him, undermined him again. We were using that term undermined uh, and went to see the lawyer. Uh, Charlotte also storms out. And so I wanted to be noted that. So we'll soon learn that she had a van. Where was her van? Good question. Hidden around a corner or something. Right? I'm, I'm like, guessing. Yeah, that's a good question. But anyway, or maybe, you know, just the birds are not very observant people. When it comes to their driveway. Maybe, maybe it was uh, with Wyatt and she had Wyatt come pick her up. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay. Speaking of Wyatt, uh, let's go to the Langmores, where Cade is waiting on the back of the truck for Ruth to get home, and gets, uh, and she he threatens Ruth to get Whoa. Nick's off of his back. Whoa! Let's not say threaten. Oh, why not? Asked uh, Ruth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A question. Okay. Or, you know, so, proposition is so, not a threat. Right. Like was uh, was Wendy well, well, threatening well, that attorney? Like no, right? Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. Very clearly. Have, yes. I think you have different definitions on 
threatening. And it, okay, well, I think I'm it. definitely right on this one because Cade says, "How about I go drop a dime on all of y'all to Agent Petty?" Yeah, it's typical, so, right? It's so, just... so that's clearly a threat. But uh, uh, Wendy shows up in the middle of this. Yeah, this is very old. very very awkward, very shocking, uh, and wants to know where Charlotte is. And it turns out Charlotte and Wyatt left in her van that she okay. bought with her own money. Yes. Oh, that's right. Cade tells, <laughs> or just I think it's Cade that says that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Wendy calls Marty to let him know about this, and Marty is setting up arrangements for a seaplane to Arkansas while. She's on this call. So it, one way. Uh, that, yeah, one way. That's right. Yes. They're not a seaplane, a water plane. I don't know what you call those things, but they land and take off in the water. Anyway, you know what I'm I don't know how I feel about. about yeah, I don't know how I feel about those. I don't I don't see why that's any more dangerous than landing on concrete. I can't I can't walk on water. Okay, fair enough. Water's a lot more forgiving if you crash into it. Is it? Isn't it like if you create like, this little surface tension, make it feel like concrete or something? Like if you go too quick. Well, for for sure, yes. Well, there you okay, go. But concrete is concrete. Yeah, well, I'll just land on like dirt or something or like some trees. Right, but the plane's gonna break the fall for you. Well, see? this depends how we fall. Like this, there's, there's a lot of factors <laughs> that go into this. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Uh, I I don't honestly know if I'd want to do it either, but they do. Apparently, they want to take a plane, a water plane, out to Arkansas one way. All right. Back at the Snells, Jacob is slicing the apples. Darlene is making the coffee. And as we watch Jacob slice the apples, we see that he pockets his knife. And we we wonder at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it was like a pocket knife. It wasn't a kitchen knife. But I think, right? I, I can't quite remember exactly. How I think it was. It was. I don't know. I don't know if it closed in. I'm pretty sure it was. But I mean, I wondered at this point if he was intending to kill her, because the, there was it was a pretty prominent shot of him putting the pocket knife in his pocket. Oh yeah. But yeah. So Definitely. I think the the intention is to get you thinking, oh, he's gonna kill her. Yeah, well, like it's the, too Brutus style. Yep. Exactly. And they decide uh, Jacob wants to take a walk around the land before construction starts, which is today. Huh. All right. Uh, again, th- this this scene, like I, I this scene is like burned into my memory. Like when I think of Ozark season two, this is one of the things I think about is this scene in the kitchen. I don't know why, because it, like it's it's much more tense once they're out on the walk and, and the actual death, of course. But this scene in the kitchen just is burned into my memory. I don't know. It just, did it do it for you the way it did it for me or not really? I thought it was burned. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the, the okay. walk is definitely more of a... Oh, for sure. More hot than a... For sure. A, more hot, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. Back at Petty's Motel, he packs up his stuff. He, he sees the pamphlet that Russ made oh. for their potential fly fishing business. Uh, memories it's sad and you know, i feel and you, you actually feel bad for petty but he leaves the pamphlet behind he takes he packs up his stuff he gets in his car and turns out cade is staking him out gross disgusting awful cade watched yeah whoa whoa, whoa. Look, look what's up with that such aggression like right <laughs> off the bat what like 
gross, disgusting kid. Like, let's be a bit more civil here, right? Just I stand by my prior assessment. How would you feel if it was revealed that Cade uh, gave up a, a kidney uh, to a kid that needed it? Let change. I I would not believe it. But it, it happened. Like, <laughs> and I would say, feel? what what did he get out of that deal? Nothing. Just just gave off. I the don't. Kidney. Didn't I need don't it believe it. Kidneys were strong enough. No, but we're telling you it did happen. Like this. The given fact is that it happened. I, and I'm telling, all right, I'm telling you that he got something out of that thing. We just don't know. No, no, that's also given. Like nothing, nothing of it. Like he just donated it to this poor kid. Okay, then it was probably a diseased kidney. No, nah, kid's doing great. Kid's, kid's no. kidney's doing great. Cade, it does not live a healthy lifestyle. Okay? Well, try- yeah, but he's got strong kidneys, Mr. Seth. I don't want a kidney from Cade. All, all I'm saying is he donated a kidney before. Okay. No, he did I'm, not. I'm, I'm, letting you know. no, I'm bringing it up. Folks, don't believe his lies. Cade never donated a kidney. Ask, okay. ask Cade. <laughs> Go for it. Ask him. <laughs> so, Wendy has also been doing a stakeout here. She staked out Charlotte and Wyatt in the van all night long. And she gets a call from Wilkes that tells her that they won. And she watches Charlotte drive away and just hangs up on Wilkes. So, they got the casino. But at what cost, Mr. C? Exactly. At what cost? Lots of cost. All right. Petty is going out to his fishing spot. It looks like he's he wants to go fly fishing here one last time, probably in memory of Russ. And he's about to go fishing. But Cade approaches him and wants to talk about Marty. And that's as far as we get in the Petty storyline, the Petty Cade storyline. We don't know how that conversation goes. They don't show us. We'll have to wait until next episode and hope that they let us know. Uh, how that went i'm sure we'll find out how that went <laughs> like nah never mind actually yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna carry that over into season three anyway uh all, all right and drop it all together like yeah we don't even want to like uh yeah uh i think i want to just get the this bit at the langmores done so i'm mm-hmm. going to skip a scene i'll come back to it all right so at, back at the langmores marty tells roots that she's going to need to run the whole operation because they are leaving so and so, oh, Ruth can't tell this. anybody. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Ruth can't tell anyone, not even Wendy, no one, right? I'm mm-hmm. gonna look, me and my family are gonna run off, uh, but you have to cover for me, right? And the cartel's gonna be forced to work with you with the absence of me, so mm-hmm. you'll be fine. But like, if you're Ruth, is it like you're just becoming the new Marty? And Marty yeah. doesn't want to be Marty, so like, right. do you want to <laughs> be Marty? Like, no, right, like, right, this is. <laughs> Oh, like you don't you don't want this. It's it's no. It's like if being Marty so great, Marty, why don't you keep being Marty? No, I have a yeah. family. I don't want you know, the yeah. cartel scary. Like Ruth, you see how scary the cartel is. Like if you're Ruth, yeah. I feel like you just say nah, no, no, thanks, Marty. No way, I, I'm out. I don't want that. Come yeah, on, yeah. Can I run too? Like why? Why yeah. am I like? Come on, what is the what does the sister got to do to to get a ticket on that? Get one? on that plane, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> commute. Why come? Like that's seriously so, three sorry i forgot about three, <laughs> three yeah. as well. so, uh, you know i think this uh, what was the last time we saw three in this season we, we see him in this, him this episode i think yeah and last they, they show him but like you never just see three that's all i'm gonna say you never get like a three <laughs> scene right it's never like yeah, a right. scene with three be the central character it's like oh there was the one race? in the strip club that, that that was the scene where three was the same oh character. yeah that was <laughs> so not all that so I feel like I'm shocked that Ruth says yes. I mean, maybe oh, she thinks me she too. can handle it, but like, I see Marty 
so desperate to run away. Like that that would yep. scare the so much out of me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally agree. I, I, I had the same reaction. But she does nod and say, yep, okay. But all right, we're gonna wrap up with the Snells here. Darlene finds a dead badger. Jacob tells her, you know, I already said what he says, uh, but he the, the point is that he wants the death to have meaning. Uh, and he's not looking so good either. But at at this point, he you know, a little late, bit later in the walk, Jacob pulls out the knife. We see it. She doesn't. And he starts to approach her with the knife. But before he gets to her, he collapses. And she tells him, as he's dying, she tells him that it was her and she poisoned him. And she didn't have to do this. She could have just, you know, said, Jacob, Jacob, don't go. What are you get? What happened? What happened? Like she, she could have played it off like that and let him go to his grave thinking that he just you know, had a heart attack or something. But she doesn't. She makes sure that, she, that he knows that it was her that killed him. And she says, I'll make sure it means something. And she hugs him as he dies. It's it's like how sweet. It's it's so she's just so bizarre. (laughs) It's like she's just yeah, but you kind of get it. Like from her perspective, Jacob was an obstruction she that needed to go, but she loves him. That's the thing about Darlene. She always has a reason behind what she does, even if it's a really whack reason. You go like, wait, yep. why are you doing that? Like, it is still a reason, right? Like, for example, yep. poisoning their drug supply at last episode of the fentanyl. It's like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. We're like, well, we gotta, we gotta flex the cartel, show them we're not weak. It's like, oh, okay, fine, but I don't, I don't like that reason, <laughs> but it's a reason. Like, she does, she <laughs> right. has reasons. So, yep, yep, they, they make sense in her head. Yeah. Anyway, but oh uh, yeah. We're all living uh, in the darling world is what I'm starting to think. No, maybe. So, and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful bookend to the opening scene where Darlene it is, becomes the bride who takes his breath away. And by the end of it, she is the wife that makes you hold your breath in terror. And they even open and end on the same uh, song about mm-hmm. a line, lineman working for the County or whatever. Anyway, uh, beautiful beautiful story that that snell story that's that bookends an episode that has a lot of other good stuff going on too i do love this episode i don't know if i i don't know i don't know where i rank this this is going to be a tough one for me to rank i'm interested to see where i put this in our ratings do you know where you're going to rank this in the season not quite no it's not number one it's not better than game i think you're probably right well let's see we have a season finale game day I already have something rated higher than Game Day. Yeah, but I'm saying, let's see for you. By the way, yeah, is it? Ah. Never, listen, I strive to be as happy as Patty was on Game Day. Okay, that Fair is enough. That is peak. That is peak happiness. But I don't know if you've been keeping track. You said you were going to be keeping track of, the, of that turning oh, point. No. That is that is one way out. But where I mean, that is the turning. Yeah. Point. Oh yeah. I, and I certainly, I th- I see yeah. what you say or what you mean by that. You know, yeah, I mean, definitely seems to be a, if not the front person, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder, but arguably yep. she's the calling shots. Yeah. Hard to tell, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see in the finale how that goes. We don't, we don't see as much of like a Scrooge, Scrooge McMarty. <laughs> there yeah, we go. Scrooge. <laughs> we don't see as much of that in this episode. Marty trying to make amends, but we do see. Uh, kind of a Marty who is 
now desperately trying to get out. Yeah. You know? and, and and we don't necessarily see that from Wendy. We we see her trying to get the casino to work. But I mean, you know, you know what? Uh, we do see Marty making plays. You know, he's trying to get them out, right? He's getting this yeah. plane ready. He's letting Ruth know without telling mm-hmm. Wendy. I mean, that's some pretty big stuff. That's some pretty like it is, but why doesn't he play. tell Wendy? Why won't he tell Wendy? Why does he not he not want Ruth to tell Wendy? I, I, yeah. Because he's afraid she'll undermine it. Because yeah. that's what she's been doing, yeah. right? Okay. And, and and so if if he's afraid of that, and he feels like he has to do this behind her back, this thing that she should want, right? Th- like that tells me everything I need to know that 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 he is now in the same a similar position to Jacob in that he she has become the bride who makes him hold his or the wife who makes him hold his breath in terror so hopefully he doesn't so. end up like Jacob oh let's hope not okay hi by, by the way I miss Jacob terribly I, I'm I'm so sad that he's gone well Mr. Sad this makes me wonder right because mm-hmm. I, I well do you have anything else you want to say on the episode itself uh no i'm good uh, me as well because in that case mr sal i look at the clock the clock is ringing much like a grandfather clock that goes ring ding 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 bing ring it is oh that's, that's an interesting it, tone say it with me it is tv time you TV didn't say it time <laughs> i said say it with me yeah <laughs> you, um, i was taking the lead on it and you just hoisted it and then you i undermined you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, it is tv time it's tv time and this is i have been so obviously five right it's a five that's not oh yeah 77 percent five yeah, that's not that's not that's not all a question here the the big question is the character rating and this one you know how's the ozark crew are they are they are they honorable people really question. <laughs> like i'm voting jacob as per uh-huh. one should do a, a great character such as jacob it is it is it is known that but we are contractually obligated to give the sympathy vote it, we <laughs> are least, so kurt is anyway kurt. i don't i don't, seem, I don't well, subscribe to that contract. We both signed the same contract that. no, no i never contract, i never signed and i think you're just hoping that no one you know pulls the you know takes you to court over it but you did sign it mr sal and it's you know <laughs> you should you should really listen to what you sign it's kind of a bad foot forward um okay I mean, who would you pick over Jacob? So maybe you pick Darlene. There's, there's a lot of look. Like, you could either pick. I think you you could make a case for Jacob, Darlene, Wendy, Marty, and I try to think on Ruth, like Patty. Eh. Even no, it's Kate, not enough. To be Patty. honest, yeah, I you think could, I think I think you can make a case for Kate or Ruth. Kate or Ruth, yeah, you can even make a case for Kate. Mm-hmm. I think. So I don't, you know, I don't think you'll ever pick Kate. I don't think never, Kate, never, never. I don't think it's enough Ruth. I don't think Ruth for you to pick her, and I don't think you'll pick Marty. I always, I always feel that you have like a. I don't blame you for not picking Marty here, but I feel like even if Marty's a good choice to pick, you have like an anti-Marty sentiment kind of like people like Marty so much that you just want to like, you don't, you just don't want to vote for Marty because he's so popular, kind of type of thing. <laughs> like so, Marty's out of it. So it's Wendy, Darlene, Jacob. And I feel like, you know, obviously I think you're picking between the way you talk about the storyline <laughs> Jacob and Darlene. It's one of the two. And the question is, which one? Uh, I mean, you should have picked Jacob. Really? 
I'm telling you what you should have voted for is Jacob. So really, it's your own fault if you met. This is basically, did you make a mistake? Well, accidentally <laughs> vote the wrong person. So I'll say the people voted Jacob. I vote Jacob. You voted Jacob. It's all, it's trifecta Jacob. Uh, you you definitely voted Jacob. I got one right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you got one right. I, uh, I absolutely 100% voted Jacob. Okay, good. You're right. <laughs> like, for the people. Like, I mean, th- this was the, the easiest vote of the season for me. Really? Easiest vote? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been that. waiting to vote for Jacob. No, I, I, I kind of, I listen, you and I talked about this already. I forced a vote to Jacob in episode one of this season <laughs> because yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, over this episode, like, this is Jacob's episode. I, I, he gets the vote. And it's not I, just a sympathy vote. This is like legitimate. I no, yeah, no, love Jacob does, in this episode. Oh, yeah, he does great so, things in this episode. Yeah, no, so, so, Jacob. Easiest vote for me. You know, I, I want to say game day as if I had, like, the the premonition and the, the vigor or what's it? No, what's the what's it like despite what everyone else thinks, you still stick with what you believe in? What's the word for uh, that? I'm, I'm not sure. Right, despite not sure what despite the naysayers, for. I think, what, Petty only got 2-3% in game day or something, yeah. right? Yeah. We both still love Petty. But yep. you know, I wavered. I wavered, maybe though. I might have wavered. Well, the, there were like there were arguments that could be made for like uh, the thing about Petty in that episode, it, uh, much like Rachel in the previous episode. The, the, you and I talked about that too. Uh, Rachel and Stag, Petty in Game Day, like they are the central characters. Everybody else kind of revolves around them in those episodes, mm-hmm. and but they're they're in every scene that they're in, like they make everybody else better. <laughs> and yeah and it's it, every, everything is more interesting when they're in the scene uh but they're not necessarily the focus of the individual scene sometimes so uh it, now petty was more the focus of game yeah. day so i think probably a better analogy is rachel and stag because mm-hmm. i would argue that she was like the supporting character in every scene she was in but she was in like all of them <laughs> and 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 all the best ones all the best scenes had her so uh so i think i know what you're what you're saying here but yeah so anyway continue oh yeah okay but but i still haven't told you who the people voted for i had to be no (sighs) jacob was in second place 28 percent was it marty it was marty 47 oh my the marty (laughs) fan club does it again yeah it's it's the default setting i'm telling you like i don't even remember what marty did in this episode he talked to charlotte on the dock big deal so like i i whatever i i i can't account for the voters on tv time anymore uh, i i know and you know that jacob was the right vote here is there is there a question that we can answer there is there is a question that we can answer uh it's an opinion question charlotte is making a blank decision Good, bad, selfish, or smart? Bad. Everyone voted bad. Oh, I I voted bad. (laughs) Uh, And 32% of the people voted bad, but 52% of the people said selfish. Which, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, when I think about it, that's not a, it depends how you want to view that, but fair enough. So I I can, I can see the, the, the idea of saying selfish there, except that. If she was really being selfish, she wouldn't do it because she's putting herself in danger by doing it. Yeah, that's part of the bad part on it. Like it's also yeah. selfish because she's also risking everyone else's life and to make yourself. Yep. It's yeah. 
I, I it's fair to call it selfish. I think it's more bad than selfish. I agree. I, I agree. I see. I see what they're thinking. However, they want. All right. Well, folks, that's all we have for the non-spoiler section. And feel free to contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and please do leave us five-star ratings and reviews and share the podcast however you can. We do appreciate you listening. And we look forward to talking to you in the season finale of Ozark next week, The Gold Coast. So that's your warning. Don't stick around if you have not seen through the end of season three of Ozark. But if you have... Prepare to follow us into the spoiler zone. Welcome to the spoiler zone. Ooh. Yes. Is that the yes. that kind of reflecting that, that? I don't think you were. The, no, I wasn't. That before in my life. No. <laughs> well, that's what you get here in the spoiler zone. You just get <laughs> surprises. Left, right, center. Yes. So I do want to talk Indeed. back. I think the spoiler zone is its own section. And I know I talked about it in the non-spoiler zone, but just for the spoiler zone, people that listen to this, uh, I was right on Jacob. Feels pretty good. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, ne- never been so happy to see someone get shot in my life. That's all I want to say. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Hopefully that never gets taken out of context, but um, <laughs> no. What do I have to <laughs> yeah. say? Yeah, so anything... I like actually want to. I mean, season finale is next episode, so I know the the big, yeah. uh, the big twist, the big twist. So the, the season ends with the biggest undermine, right? Oh, the the I mean the undermine of all undermines. <laughs> you think? Oh yeah, just just one big shovel scoop and Marty. It's like a it's like the Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah, and it, some something to that effect. Like I said, it ends with the coyote falling down, which is kind of the wrong way around. Just like the coyote somewhat succeeded. Anyway, yeah, it's a big undermine. <laughs> next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Cade and Petty are both going to die. I know. Like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Cade's going to kill Petty, yeah. and then the cartel's going to kill Cade. Yeah. So that's going to yeah. be really sad. Like, Petty is going to die. <laughs> yeah possibly my favorite character like i don't see like this i don't think it's gonna go bad for him here i don't think there's anything he's gonna no i i i think you're totally right i think kate just i i trying to remember why kate kills him i think petty tells him about his love yeah yeah so yeah that's uh, that's ringing a bell so i think that's what happens and and that's certainly no reason to to kill somebody but kate is is kind of reasonless anyway anyway uh I I will definitely be sad to see Petty go. I will oh. not be so sad to see Kate go. But a sad in both ways. I think I'll say sad yeah, in both ways. I, I, I think Ruth's story is infinitely more interesting with Kate in it. Definitely. So uh, th- but, for that uh, reason, it, I'm it, sad to see him go. Yeah. But can only say interesting for so long, right? Like the yeah. expiration date. So fair enough. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. But better to yeah. enjoy it and then it end too soon than it heat her out and I go, okay, yeah, whatever. Same yeah, exactly. DLK just threatening Ruth and Ruth going, ah, uh, okay. So, yep. fair enough. No, well, I'm going to be, ah, oh, I don't, I just, it breaks my heart. It's just, I just, I <laughs> I, I feel so, I feel so bad for, I do too, for Mr. Porpoise, because everyone I've ever spoke to Ozark about does not like Petty. And yeah. now I'm going to be the person that I'll be like, no, I actually really like Petty. Right? <laughs> he, he actually might be my favorite character for the first, like, Especially season two is my favorite character, and I just it breaks it. it uh, 
<laughs> it breaks my heart. He's underlooked by people. I don't know why. I don't know why wow. everyone looks at him. Well, it's something to do with binging. I don't know what it's to do with the binging part it, on it, but everyone. Just I, I think you're right. Petty. Yeah. Just, well, he gives he he gives a horrible first impression, uh, which it, it actually makes his character more interesting because he gave a horrible first impression, and now we feel this way about him. It it, it really is. It's a it's a really good arc. It's a very good arc. I, I don't know. I, I'm still shocked I, at how much we roasted Petty in like the early I know. episodes of was like, ah, oh. like even when he was good, we're like, oh, it gets so much worse, right? Like, oh, I like, know. It gets worse. I got better. <laughs> he he improved. Somehow, I know. Host Russ storyline. Look, yeah, there's less of him, barring, you know, the, the few episodes in season two where, you know, obviously game day and some other stuff and Rachel's episode beforehand. Oh. He's still a big proponent yep. of it. But it was near the end of the season, right? He definitely teetered off, but at least yeah. they understand that. Like they don't just shove him in and put him in needlessly. So I respect right. that at least too. Yeah, absolutely. So, great. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. so you, anything else you, uh, you want to talk in particular? Are we going to see so, Frank Cosgrove? Uh, so next yes. So that's that's the that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. So they have betrayed the Kansas City mob, and Frank Costco is going to take major exception to that and blow up their office. Yes. Okay. That happened. I didn't know that happened in season three finale or this no. finale. Okay. Yeah, that's the season two finale. He blows up the office, but somehow they do work the Costco's better. Uh, yeah, that's the Costco's Kansas City Mafia back into the casino because in the in the first episode of season three, we'll see Frank Cosgrove Jr. You know they're in the casino do you know somehow managing or like not managing but there is a presence of the kansas city mafia in the casino and we don't i don't remember how that is yeah because i know that working with the kansas mod happens quite a bit throughout season mm-hmm. three like i know junior will beat up ruth darlene will kind of get revenge back for her there's like yeah. uh some sort of trade that goes down Jonah catches with his drone mm-hmm. like i think the cartel and the mob have some yep. sort of do so there's the mobs quite uh you know like more than they were in season two like influential in season three but yeah i don't remember how um to get you know how what, what happens between them the birds i don't either but i do you know that frank is going to blow up the office in the okay. next episode i wasn't sure yeah i wasn't sure if that was this season or if it was i thought it was the end of season three when he blows it up when they're like showing all their enemies yeah. okay now it's the end of this one he blows it up okay fair enough yeah. this is retaliation for that yeah and we have we did we saw so much in this episode of Ruth torturing herself about uh, killing Russ and Boyd and 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 not telling Wyatt about it. But we know we do know that oh, in season yeah. three she she is going to tell Wyatt about it. Yes, uh, and, uh, and yes. it drives a major wedge between them until they end up together stronger at the end of the season. Yeah, and a major United and a major attraction Martin. between yeah. him and Darlene which I, I'm excited to possibly <laughs> see. So you're the one. <laughs> you're, you're the one who's excited about that, huh? No. <laughs> uh, listen, you know what? I'm not going to talk ill of things that happen in the future because, Mr. Sal, we did the same thing with Patty, and look how that I turned know. out to be, right? Like, I know. Like... But the difference is that season three is much fresher in my mind than season two or season one as, as you think yeah according to you i mean for sure it's only been a year since i've watched two. season three. three no not two years one year since oh. i watched season three i don't know okay. how long it's actually been when did season no, three it was, was it 2020 2020 Mar- march 2020 
Really? Yeah. Only a year ago. I feel so yeah. much longer. No, it was, it was only a year ago. Fair enough. But, yeah. So uh, there that, you have well, it. Yeah, was there anything else? Spot on. Hey, March 2020, I'm telling you. It coincided with the beginning of you know, the all the COVID restrictions. <laughs> you were right. This is like a little after the COVID restrictions. But yep. that is interesting. But uh, is there anything yeah, I, else that noteworthy that occurs in season? Or not season, but the end of the season here. Uh, well, Jonah gets his head shaved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darling, like, I don't get them. And, I don't, like, does the weird stuff. I don't remember why that happens, but I know that Darlene shaves Jonah's head. And they even, again, this is to give up Zeke. Oh, that I forgot. Yes. They can't they, give up they Zeke. Give up now, when you say they, that's another huge undermine, though. But the other way, Marty gives up, gives up Zeke. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Wendy, yeah, Wendy is pissed about that. You're right. Two big undermines. Yeah. Marty gives up Zeke. Yeah. Uh, when he's like, no, let's not leave because you know what? We're getting up here in the cartel, right? We're in uh-huh. places. Let's let's stick yep. around, see what we can do. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they are going to kidnap Jonah. And I wonder when does the Charlotte stuff um, sort of? Because I know eventually she's not going to. I mean, by the end of the episode, know. she's she, that's that's done. Okay. And yeah, that was basically a one and a half episode arc. I don't know. It's uh well, you know. Yeah. We gave people bad. Bad sticks like Mason, for example. I think we gave him a bit of a bad rap compared to I still don't like Mason. So I love that episode. One way out, love it. Not because of Mason. (laughs) Really? Favorite episode of the season, maybe of the entire series. And Mason at all does not contribute to it. No, I I mean he's there. I mean he's kind of the mechanism, but that's that's a that's a Wendy thing. I I love that because of Wendy, not because of Mason. So you you look at Mason the same way we look at Wilkes, like just the plot character. Mason definitely has more of a character to him than Wilkes does. Okay, I agree with that. But do you think he's more of a plot character than a character character? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look back on Ozark, I'm not gonna. I don't think about mason's character development and his his story arc but i think about about what i think about what happened because of mason way more so true true fair fair and you know what may may we forever put in the annals of time patty uh prematurely because he will be missed (laughs) all i want to say is i will be shocked if somehow in in you know the small bit we'll see him in the next episode before he passes because it's not much he's he's Oh, yeah. No, I don't think they will. I don't think there's any chance of it. Mr. Sal, what if? I would love to see a challenge, right? The same amount of screen time he gets. Can you make me 180 on Petty somehow? Well, I'll tell you what. Screen time? You do have an unnatural affection for Cade. So <laughs> it is. And, 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 I would say an affection, Cade, Mr. Sal. It's not an I, I would. No, I don't, I don't like Cade. I'm just merely making observations that you know, yeah. I'm not trying to go in this favor or against this favor. Just saying it like it is. Right? Just <laughs> okay. party. All right. Like a judge. Keep, all right. You know, whatever you have to tell yourself to sleep at night. Thank you. But yep. <laughs> so, uh, th- so he is going to upset Kate a lot. So that might put you off, Petty. But I doubt it. I think. That, I, I think that. I think he's going to retire as champ. Yeah, I think so. Because like, the, I think the whole concept is it's. You don't think it's going to. Ended his death so quickly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah. 
nothing else much to say. I have nothing more to really say. I have nothing more to say either. So we can call it there. Folks, thank you so much for sticking through the spoiler section with us. We appreciate it. And we look forward to talking about the Gold Coast, the season two finale next week.